and welcome to Avoiding the Void, the binge watcher's guide to the small screen, where two 20-somethings with far too much free time tell you what to watch to avoid the void and keep boredom at bay. My name is Rosie. And I'm Nell. This week we're going to be talking about all things award show snubs, but first we have the headlines. Boris Johnson announced his plans for easing the UK out of our year of hell, predicting that lockdown rules could be completely done as early as June. This will no doubt be cocked up, but we at least have started to live in hope that we can finally go have a pint and wait for this all to blow over. Texas froze over this week, an alleged Zodiac killer and Texas Senator Ted Cruz was caught on video trying to escape on a flight to Cancun. He, chastised, made a Bernard Castle-style excuse and returned to his home state. If you want to see more demonic creatures being banished back to the pit whence they came, try The Exorcist. The Kim Ye divorce was finalised this week, so now Kim Kardashian no longer has to dress her children in beige sacks in the name of supporting her husband. As it happens, one of the reasons cited in the paperwork for the divorce was banality. No comment to whether this was for the clothes or Kanye's conversation. For a fun movie about wealthy women dumping their husbands, try the First Wives Club. And that's the headlines. (laughs) We've got another new segment now. Mm -hmm. Trash Corner. These are a couple of news items that we know that no one will care about apart from us, but we thought we'd talk about them anyway. The first one being, I don't know whether you've seen, but the Cruella DeVille movie prequel called mm-hmm. Cruella with Emma Stone trailer and poster dropped this week, and it looks terrible. It certainly does. <laughs> Our correspondent has more. <laughs> no, you're on the scene. How does the trailer look? Well, it looks like crap, I'll be honest. Uh... <laughs> I'm just getting started, darling. I don't really know what to think about it. Um, there was a the set, there was a the promise of a very aesthetic, like nineteen sixties, uh, like old kind like noir. old woman like, yeah. yeah like crazy dark old woman yeah because Corella's got to be one of the kind of more interesting villains I think yeah have In you terms... watched 101 Dalmatians recently which one uh the one original going close or the original the original um not recently but apparently I did watch it every day for about two years so it's embedded <laughs> in my psyche to my mother well first of all she's a massive chain smoker in it right right then like when they like cut to like her room it's an absolute tip there's like weird i want to say drug paraphernalia all over the (laughs) roger you are a fool sideboard and I'm like where's she that Cruella? Some kind of like fashion designer gone a gone crazy like yeah how does she know the couple how does she know she's old school friends with Anita yeah why don't we get that yeah I don't know I, 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 I had it such high hopes and then there's like magic in it for some reason like her like dress ch- what the fuck was that <laughs> 
the same girl. Because I don't get it. They've tried to like Disney princess Cruella de Vil. They've tried to Disney girl boss her. (laughs) They've tried to Disney channel Cruella de Vil. And Emma Stone, what a waste of a great actress. In more news. (laughs) Positive news. Yeah, we're here to give the people what they want. We've got reporting on Bridgerton. (laughs) (laughs) So sound the klaxon. It's Bridgerton time again. Um, Yeah, so we have uh, Kate, no longer Kate Sheffield, now Kate Sharma. For those who don't know and haven't watched our first episode, and potentially the reason we have started this whole podcast, um, Bridgerton season two is going to follow Anthony, the eldest brother, and uh, a new love interest called Kate, Mm -hmm. who has now been cast and she is beautiful (laughs) she is gorgeous i'm so excited Mm -hmm. simone ashley from Mm -hmm. sex education yes um yeah i'm excited i'm stoked we finally have our kate i know whatever bridgeton content we can insert into these podcasts we will do 100 without a doubt yeah To be fair, we've been asked to talk about this and what the fans <laughs> what the fans want, we must answer to. We're simply a vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just felt I just needed to tell everyone. But um, yeah, there's a couple of things we wanted to talk about that weren't relevant, but <laughs> they just needed to be said. They needed to be said. So, new this week, not a whole lot. Um, for films that people are talking about, there's... I Care A Lot, which has come out on Amazon Prime, which got Rosamund Pike nominated for a Golden Globe. Um, it's her and Peter Dinklage, and she plays a con woman, and it's a darkly comic thriller, apparently. Uh, Rosamund just loves playing a bit of a psycho. And love that for doesn't her. Doesn't she? Which is great. Love that for her. Um, then on Amazon Prime... We've also got Bohemian Rhapsody coming back. A watch show favourite from a few years back. Uh, <sighs> <I like laughs> if you Bohemian care Rhapsody. to revisit. Did I like it? Mm. I mean, I cried a lot. That's, but that, that doesn't mean anything with you. <laughs> <laughs> that could just be the Freddie Mercury uh, queen variable in that I like really did care you, a lot about did queen. Did you think it was good? Do you think he deserved the Oscar? I don't know. I don't. I'm I too biased. Do I'm not. Too, I'm too biased. I love Rami Malek. I love Rami Malek and I love Freddie Mercury yeah. and I generally love Queen. Yeah. So I'm like, I can appreciate that. Like everyone's like, it's a bad movie, and people will shout at me, it's a bad movie. I'm like, I know, but I liked it. <laughs> I want to break free. <laughs> Truly, I was like, I was... moving on. Hmm. Uh. On Netflix, there's a new thriller called Behind Her Eyes. And the description Mm. is a single mother enters the world twisted mind games when she begins an affair with her psychiatrist boss while secretly befriending his mysterious wife. Um, I mean, what in the Fifty Shades? (laughs) Right. This is I kept getting ads for this every time. It's like my rec- new recommended thing every time I go on Netflix and it starts like the trailer playing. And I all I see is like a woman like 
chopping while staring at in a kitchen while staring at a man so I don't really know what the plot is beyond that but I did also get a YouTube wreck where the like this the screenshot of the video is like the actress explains that ending that explosive ending. so apparently okay, there's I get some the twist to it you know it's a twisty turny drama mm-hmm. yeah American single most important uh thing that's out in this past week is the entire back catalogue of the Muppets is now on Disney Plus um, huge news I'm sure all of you already knew this and didn't need me to tell you but just in case you live under a rock or don't mm. care about Kermit the Frog as much as I do um, <laughs> you can see all his work his filmography <laughs> get on get on Disney Plus and watch all the old episodes of the Muppet show which are genuinely very funny if you want to avoid reality I reckon some puppets mm-hmm Mm-hmm. twine around is a great way to do it yeah i mean what i don't what's not to love no you're right mm-hmm. Fantastic. what muppet are you <laughs> right you're kermit yeah I'm, i've always said i'm miss piggy and we're in love <laughs> i love that for <laughs> us plus i love yeah. her vibes her outfits yeah it's fabulous stand that yeah and you're I- yeah, that's my Muppet. Anyway, that's the news. Muppets, that's... Muppets galore. That's the most important thing to know. You can go watch the Muppets now. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on to this week's topic, um, we've spoken about awards shows and all the, our kind of predictions and stuff. It's award seasons. We're a TV and film podcast. We have to talk about them. Um, now we're doing all the things that were missed and have notoriously been snubbed um, in the Golden Globes specifically, but... Mm-hmm. who knows what might happen with the oscars and mm. baftas and all the like but the golden globes is kind of all we have right now um so in terms of film snubs there's a few mm-hmm. rosie has um, a list i have a list so i'm gonna go from the ones that i think i'm most confused by Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we spoke about this in the last podcast but One Night in Miami directed by Regina King snubbed for Best Picture because don't get it I don't get it Regina King got nominated for directing Best Directing but no Best Picture yep. make it make sense we've already spoken about this we'll mm-hmm. move on we won't linger we won't fester it's not our thing no Um. big 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 one that has caused a lot of controversy um mainly not because of the snub, but because of where which category it is, is Minari. Yes. Um, Korean-American film starring Stephen Ewan. Um, and Golden Globes put it in Best Foreign Language Film instead of Best Motion Picture, despite the fact that it's an American studio, I believe. Yeah. Um, and because it's over a certain percentage spoken in Korean, because it's about a Korean family moving to the kind of heart of America and setting up a kind of farming life and their struggles with being immigrants and mm-hmm. um haven't seen it yet not out in the UK the age-old thing but it's meant it just to be doesn't gorgeous. make sense that it just it's like a Korean American story it's about yeah it's like a quintessentially American 
the biggest thing for me that summed it up was um someone on twitter pointed out that inglorious bastards with by quentin tarantino has more foreign language spoken in it than minari does but that, that was nominated for best picture normal like i mean you know why but yeah we know the reason <laughs> i mean i've just i've always had like a weird problem with why like why foreign language films have to have their own category slash mm. like I'd, i get it in the same way that that they've separated best actor and best actress is that women wouldn't be nominated for anything if they didn't have their own do you know what i mean mm. And, but then you think of like Parasite last year, Mm. and it's obviously like the, it was obviously like the best film that came out of last year. But that's like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't don't get it. I don't know whether it's meant to be able to include more. Yeah. You know, whether that's that's the the purpose of it. The purpose, but but I think it is outdated because I think it's just. Because it was pre, you know, everyone's watching everything now with subtitles and streaming. Yeah. We're able to watch all these films that would have not been released in the UK or the US prior. Exactly. It just to the internet. Um, it just exposes how like ignorant like America and England in the same breath, are, like like how ignorant mm. we are about like the rest of the world. Yeah. Because the rest of the world watch our films. Oh yeah, and then are like, well, what do you mean you don't watch ours back? <laughs> and it just it it's just I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, and then Stephen Ewan as well didn't get a best. Um, I love him. everyone. He's great. I'm a big Walking Dead fan, so yeah, I've been a Stephen Ewan fan for a while. Team Glenn. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but that's a big one. But that's more kind of um others emma loved it loved one of the one films i think the one film that i watched in a cinema in 2020 (laughs) unless i could i've forgotten any of the other ones i think the only cinema going experience i had last year you watched it and then you messaged me um the new uh, with anya taylor joy playing emma um Mm -hmm. you messaged me being like watch this film now and mm. I um I found a dodgy stream somewhere, but um so nice, such a fun new way of retelling the story everyone knows and everyone's seen a thousand times the Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. version, the TV show version. Like, um, it was just so pretty. I just don't know, like, an especially like with an Austin film that both has been an able Austin. To- pure comedy as well emma's yeah. probably like one her one of her funniest it's like an i've never seen an austin film that is is both loved by like people who know nothing about austin and are like this is a really pretty film really great cast it was like aesthetically pleasing mm. uh, great while also catering to hardcore austin fans and has massive amounts of historical accuracy in it at the same time with like mm. just enough creative liberty that they're like that that bit doesn't matter because the things mm. that matter they've got right yeah they've like, like been able to do that thing that all historical shows want to do of like walking the line between 
getting the the right things historically right and then having a little bit of creative liberty on the side i've like mm. I've, it's the first time in ages i've seen a film like properly do that mm. like there's I always think... at least some people that are unhappy with it and i don't know that i've seen really anyone who likes those sort of films anyway that doesn't like the new emma yeah it's just so it's just so fun and like it's properly it embraces the joy and the silliness that is the story and that's what emma wanted it's about a, a, a young matchmaker and her falling mm-hmm. in love and um autumn de wilde who's the director she um I've said this before but she used to be a fashion photographer or still is a fashion photographer that's where she came from and you can like it's so pretty the cinematography and the costumes and the dresses Mm. and the hair Mm. it's so it's just so fun and it's so whimsical and so the fact that you when you look at the other best comedy musical picture noms aka prom and music which we Why want to speak of. Was Why Emma not, not there? Emma, which is like genuinely a piece of art. Yeah. And yet still a comedy. You know, we're not denying mm. it's not a co- like what I don't understand it. Anya Taylor Joy got a best actress nom, but yeah. No. No, 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 of, no. The lack of nightly representation <laughs> is disgusting to me. <laughs> as in not Kira, for those who are wondering, <laughs> as in the love interest. It's in, in Mister. It's in nightly yeah. common Mister. <laughs> nightly, not to be confused with Kira. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a big one for me, especially looking at that category. It could have slotted in there and taken the bloody taken it yeah. for me. Like if easily. if that was in there, I would have been like one hundred percent winner. Yeah, and yet some terrible choices in there instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Music and prom, um, and then kind of other ones that have kind of like been completely snubbed like no no there's been none for the five bloods one of tragic boseman's last films um spike lee uh about the vietnam war and friends that kind of uh, it's like a two-story one set in the vietnam war one set in like the present day and these friends that go back and search for treasure or something they left behind there um that nothing i don't think nothing at all and then um ammonite as well which we we were speaking before ammonite is a story um saoirse ronan and kate winslet lesbian love story power 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 cast like power Mm -hmm. and it's not got a sniff and it's literally crickets like nothing i don't no, know no one even is speaking about it as i've seen on twitter no where is it which is extremely weird in our circles yeah. <laughs> that we go through like, in, exactly. on the internet <laughs> like uh, nothing at all and it's meant to be proper proper raunchy like proper good nothing <sighs> sexiness but mm-hmm. nothing for that um and then um, also The Dig, that looked like award show fodder to me and you watched it. It was a, comp- I really enjoyed it. It was mm. like a really nice little film. Yeah. Um, 
I, I can I I genuinely thought it would be like an it award show bait like, film. Yeah, it just looks like they just were like. <laughs> Yeah. Carrie Mulligan and Ralph Fiennes are getting nommed here like uh, yeah but nothing nothing for the dig like it, it mm-hmm. looks like a nothing for that but that's about an, uh, an kind of archaeology based on a kind of is it a true mm-hmm. story vaguely yeah like it's, it's the a... Sutton who um finds huge uh archaeological dig in uh britain in the mid 20th century um i really liked it i think it had a lot of things to say about like history and like the like memory and like life after death for like what it was and like being so like gentle and sweet about it i thought that was Mm. like this is a lovely little film (laughs) yeah but not not a sniff no nothing either um and then ones that um probably look like award show fodder but have since been absolutely slated malcolm and marie Mm. uh the film that came out i think was last week or the week before last Mm -hmm. on netflix um with zendaya and john david washington uh kind of uh, a lover's tiff argument set in black and white Mm-hmm. um small indie kind of i think i read it was like a 20 crude film 20 people yeah. crude film um and it looked very artistic and oh my this is going yeah. for it but then it has been absolutely slated i read a scathing review of it this morning on vulture um who said it was just the most unnatural uncomfortable biz- like wrong unattractive thing Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh it's like with the writer director uh whose name escapes me but he's the the creator of uh um euphoria, euphoria. Mm. um it's just quite blatantly a self-insert project for Sam him Sam levinson yeah but through like a black man talking about race in writing even though Sam Levinson is is white, mm. because Sam Levinson got it's about a a, a man. A, the two characters are a, a film director, up and coming film director, and his young girlfriend, um, who played by Zendaya, who um, they come home from an award show that he just won, and she's crossed with him, and he's crossed with her, and um, he talks about his critics, and Sam Levinson apparently got slated by critics in the. Um, LA Chronicle and it all comes out so it's like some weird like this is a me this is me about me but then yeah. I'm gonna cast this black man to play me and yeah weird it's yeah it all sounds weird so that's uh, I mean a good snub yeah go on then let's get let's call it that <laughs> yeah um yeah so those are probably the film ones but, but yeah the biggest one obviously Minari um uh, Emma Emma I also wanted to talk about um the boys in the band oh yes of course on Netflix which out of like Ryan Murphy managed to get nommed with Ratched and the prom yet 
when I watched the boys in the band, I was like, this is, this is surely going to be in the award show season. Yet, yet hasn't made it. Mm. Like, it's got really? good reviews, better reviews yeah. than prom and ratchet. Yeah. Yeah. And like for good reason, because and Emily like, in the, Paris, the source material is like incredibly important and poignant, like work. It's like an incredibly revolutionary, revolutionary play from the late 1960s. Um, uh, and it was like one of the first times on stage that you really got to see like gay men living their lives. And, um, crazy talented cast because it's the same cast um from the revival that, that was on broadway so there's like jim parsons matt bomer zachary quinto andrew rannells um all the actors are gay um and it's like a really like inward looking like dramatic play about gay men and the, all of them give great performances I think the only like critiques that I could find is that it was a bit samey to the film adaptation that was made in the 70s but when some of the characters are based on real people um mm. that I, I do think that just kind of comes with the, the territory of like but yeah, but it's got good. It's got good reviews. Like, yeah, it's. I. I mean, I. It went under, over my head completely. I didn't. I didn't see it all, but it it's, is. And it's really the good. Prom. Yeah, I mean, you have your Golden Globes <laughs> bribed theory. Yeah, but this is. I was like, if if Ryan Murphy is is like in someone's pocket, which it always is this way with the Golden Globes. It's like not a secret. It's like the worst kept secret in Hollywood that the golden globes is all about who's getting paid and like clearly the amount that like ryan murphy ends up at these things mm, like, like it, no okay, it's something's silly. going on yeah and, but like i'm just surprised that the boys in the band wasn't pushed when that feels to me like it'd be more of a passion project for him than any of the others no you know you know why though you know why why i reckon because he didn't write it mm. didn't he? he didn't create it it's not his brainchild mm. it's a revival mm, that's true so he can't he, take did, full credit did he but he still got his like hand in it and his like name was all over the press for it but I reckon that's probably why. He was like, if I'm going to get credit for anything, mm. I want it to be on the big guns, the directing, writing. It is, for that, if you look through the list of Golden Globes, Ryan Murphy is all over it. He's in almost every category. It is right? weird. It is weird. Tell me you I'm said, wrong. What did you say about Emily? Is on. <laughs> what did you say about Emily in Paris as well? Yeah, there's an article going around this week that the creators of Emily in Paris uh invited people from the Hollywood foreign press to come and like tour the set and like come over to Paris while Emily in Paris was getting filmed and like invited them all like and then you wonder why this absolute crap show that everyone was like this is bad has got nominated for Golden Globes Mm. and you wonder why shows like I May Destroy You Mm -hmm. with Michaela Cole haven't Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both watched it this week. Yes. I made sure you incredible. Yeah. Like what the hell? 
it was really good. I oh, mean, good. I knew it was going to be good anyway. Yeah. But uh, it, I, it was like a tough one. If watch. you want anything to contrast what Ryan Murphy does, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. how he just feeds mm-hmm. off of like the amount of rape scenes in the stuff that he does, the amount of gore and violence, like gratuitousness and how mm. it's all kitched up and unnatural. Mm-hmm. Compare that to I May Destroy You and the kind of nuanced, delicate, natural, completely realistic way in which you get sucked into this woman's life. Yeah. Play the lead character, Arabella, played by Michaela Cole. You feel like you're just watching people's lives. Like, it feels so... Mm. And it's Normal. so like it's such like a rich world. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. The first couple of episodes, I was like, I shouldn't be. The thing I shouldn't be taking away from this is, oh my god, I miss going to clubs. <laughs> but it does invoke that. It does. But just um, the kind of like, but like the whole like London, like, yeah. like it's like a like almost like a love letter to London. Yeah, it really is. And like and one I of my favorite. One of my favorite things about it is that they showed kind of young women having fun, mm. like properly having fun, being messy, mm. like going out, getting drunk, making mistakes, you know, and there was no judgment there. Yeah. You know, in fact, it was the whole point of it was to try to show that there, there shouldn't be any judgment there. Yeah. Um, you know, women can behave, you know, within reason like to however they want and then there's still these things yeah i did have happened because it's about so if you don't know i made story is about michaela cole is basically i don't it's like it's about sexual assault Mm -hmm. and rape at at its core and um yeah in in all its forms really yeah the premise is she gets sexually assaulted and then the rest of the show is kind of like her journey of dealing with that mm-hmm. um and what I love the most is like it, how it shows it's not a linear journey at all it isn't from like start from the bottom then by the end you're over justice it. yeah it's unlike he's the bad guy's caught and goes to jail yeah. and that's it it's like it's so up and down every single episode it's like one step forward, three steps back. Mm. Um, and you're like, she's over one aspect of it, but then there's something else that completely blindsides her and yeah. she feels like she's right at rock bottom again. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I was like, you don't see that. that. Yeah. Mm. You don't see that very often. Like, even shows that the parts are dealing with sexual assault uh, well feel like often what they feel they like resolve it and then it never comes up again or it only ever comes up as like a throw like line to be like yes we remember that this storyline happened mm-hmm. but it doesn't affect characters no in or the their same behavior. way yeah no. um so i think that's the, the the best part of the show for me yeah um and then the one problem that i did have with it is like one of the the storylines which I thought was a bit I don't know that she deals with queer characters very well um there's the like Kwame yeah um I really didn't like that whole storyline 
with uh when he didn't like disclose to a woman that he was sleeping with that he was gay because which it would have it made me feel weird because I was like I hate this is a gross storyline I don't like it um but there was no there's no resolution to it and it's it you can't he doesn't get any like like there's no resolving of this storyline where it's like where he can come to the conclusion of being like it's not anyone's business what mm. who I've slept with before mm. do you know what I mean? do you know what I mean like that's not that's sexuality isn't something that you need to disclose to someone mm. and it kind of makes it seem like it's his fault mm. and I'm like that's not something that it's it's like very queer phobic storyline mm. and it, he never gets he never gets the satisfaction of being like no it's okay it's just kind of left and that it, that made me feel really weird yeah um uh and in the I just sort of felt like some of the queer plots kind of felt like props so that that did sour it a little bit for me um there was so much of it that I would like really loved I think that the scale the scale of which it was trying to do like the scope of it because they included hers was the central plot line but mm -hmm. then they also did so they try to, I think, tackle to the best of their ability the many varying nuanced aspects of sexual assault in all its mm -hmm. forms and how it can happen and the issues around it. Like, um, yeah. even down to like her best friend had a threesome, but then she discovers she met this one man. She thought she met this one man in a club and then they meet another man and it's all natural and they go back and they all meet at the same time and they go back together. She then found out that the men planned it Mm. to kind of seduce her and take her back and you know it's this kind of like micro things yeah um that can just harm and hurt and like I thought that was just so interesting to even include that because most people would be like oh yeah I think that was great and you know and they they do include a storyline about a, a girl lying about sexual assault mm -hmm. you know a girl uh, doing a false claim mm -hmm. um and they don't necessarily like villainize her no in that way which is really interesting they really put it in context of like why she did it and yeah I um, think like what this show does for like telling women's stories especially like women of color stories is like really important um and I was like really happy to see like a lot of like a, f a few queer characters in the story and especially like black gay men which you don't it's another like group of people you don't see portrayed positively all too often um uh yeah so I just kind of wish he'd Kwame had got a bit more um so the there I do think there are caveats but that to me is something that's like specific enough that the general audience will probably watch it and not pick up on it especially not it's not not enough to to justify it not being nominated for awards because mm. i do think the rest of it it's just is a bit more brilliant. care a bit more care and should have been taken and yeah uh, the 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 rest of it was like really brilliant and beautiful 
and like gorgeously shot well written well put together like I just yeah it was great and it also said and it said a lot about powerful things but it was also just about story about being young and maneuvering Mm -hmm. life really and maneuvering yeah these problems but it it, like having watched it I am even more surprised that it hasn't made it yeah into awards like yeah (sighs) biggest snub that was the thing that caused the most problems so I may Mm -hmm. destroy you um why aren't you putting any money in the gone goes bokers pockets that's what we have to say (laughs) yeah why did you not invite anyone to London while you were filming on set and buy them dinner Mm -hmm. um who's not getting paid who's not getting paid but the interesting thing we'll see what the other award shows do with these films Mm. because we, we should get back to like Next week, stuff. we're going to get back to actual shows. How, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, we'll want, find... I want us to watch something bad. Something bad? I... Something trash? Yeah. I think we should, challenge the, we should challenge the other to find something <gasps> really, really bad. And then and we can then come and do a presentation watch... on it. Yes. Yeah. Should we make a PowerPoint? Yeah. Okay, why it's that. bad but why you should still it's so bad it's good yeah mm-hmm. if Cruella just the Cruella trailer <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's do that we'll go back to trash next mm-hmm. week we'll make sure you can avoid the void we just had a little dabble into discourse for a little bit allow mm-hmm. us please we're finding mm-hmm. our feet um we're just trying our best as is everyone <laughs> but yeah I challenge thee, Eleanor Lee. Yes, I take this challenge and I challenge the reverse. You also find some trash. I accept your bring challenge. It to me, bring it to me. Trash on a plate and be bring like, it to here, me eat this. <laughs> you're like you crying, stop. being like, I don't want to. You're like, eat it. You're going to give me something terrible, I already know. Oh, I mean, I feel like I should preface this with this Christmas. I did start um a mission of watching every film that exists uh that has the plot of a american girl falls in love with a european prince rom-com um so i i have started that list and i will be finishing it over the course of the year <laughs> um we'll set the terms i t- i take your challenge miss lee and i will see you thusly next mm-hmm. week farewell